Kaepernick occupies a sacred place in the rich history of African-American quarterback, but not because of touchdown passes or Super Bowl appearances. Kaepernick is on the Mount Rushmore of black quarterbacks because he defied the NFL. For the entire 2016 season, Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem to protest social inequity and police violence against people of color. His act of defiance inspired protests from athletes across the world who use their visibility to speak truth to power. And then power spoke back. NFL owners responded by making an example of Kaepernick by blackballing him from the league. And then they killed remaining dissent by making a contribution to the Players Coalition, which immediately announced that it would end on-field protests. As we embrace the year of the black quarterback, we must celebrate Kaepernick's courage. The NFL kept him out of their stadium, but his performance on the field of social justice was more impactful than any touchdown pass he could have ever thrown. This is Anthony Smith, known locally here in the Wichita area as the A-Train on local sports talk market. And what a way to start my podcast. Looking at a story from the undefeated. Four years after Colin Kaepernick, history is repeating itself for the NFL. How the league responds this time around will have even bigger implication for its players. Let's just get right into this story. It says a perfect storm is forming in the distance with each passing day. It increases in strength, gaining momentum with every new statement of support by NFL players united against inequality. While the world awaits for football to return, the killing of George Floyd has taken center stage in the hearts and minds of players and their collective unwillingness to be silenced is the kinetic energy behind the tsunami that threatens to drown the NFL in a tidal wave of Black Lives Matter remarks and potentially shrinking bottom lines. While this feels like a new day, it, in many ways, is familiar territory for the league. The same conditions that were in play in 2016, the year Colin Kaepernick first took a knee during the national anthem to protest police brutality and the racial oppression of people of color in America, still exists four years later. It's an election year. Donald Trump is a main character on the political stage. Fans threaten to boycott if there is kneeling during the anthem. Billionaire owners afraid of losing money and players unwilling to stick to sports. The NFL is again heading toward a collision course of business priorities versus social justice ideals. And this time a lucrative TV deal years in the making is also in play. So there we have it. The NFL is on basically a collision course. Four years after Colin Kaepernick takes a knee, now we're dealing with the backlash of Polish brutality of one George Floyd getting murdered basically at the hands of a Minnesota police officer. And now everybody who has a voice, their voice is now being heard from sports to everyday living. Look at the protest that took place. Now, some of it was protest. Some of it was looting. You have to differentiate the looting from the protesters. But the bottom line is, 
it's reared its head again in the sports world. And front and center stage is the NFL. And there has been some backlash, some talk back between the president and players. Think about it. Last week, Drew Brees made his initial comments, but he recanted them and then basically had a war of words with the president. As we look back at this story, it says it's a precious position for the NFL to be in, and it's unclear whether the league is better equipped now to handle the organic protest of its players and the financial ramifications that could come with their free speech. One thing is clear, though. President Trump is determined to keep the spotlight on the anthem and specifically the commissioner. Minutes before midnight Monday, Trump tweeted, could it be even remotely possible that in Roger Goodell's rather interesting statement of peace and reconciliation, he was intimating that it would now be okay for the players to kneel or not to stand for the national anthem, thereby disrespecting our country and our flag? Let me just stop right there. Hasn't this played out before? And it's been said before, it was not ever about the flag. It was not about the flag. It hasn't been about the flag. Matter of fact, there have been some servicemen that said they have fought for this country for the right for people to protest peacefully. But you also have to realize we're dealing with a different generation of military men versus the older men. Yes, I can understand the older man getting upset, feathers are getting ruffled, but you also have a younger generation and their view is totally different than what the older generation is. Back to the story. TV ratings plummeted in 2016 and 2017 and Trump blasted kneeling players with derogatory speech and encouraged fans to boycott the NFL. At the time, the league failed to forcefully defend its players and instead tried to squelch protests during the anthem, a move Goodell now admits was a mistake. But whether planned or unintentional, kneeling has now become the symbol of the Black Lives Matter movement. The conversation with multiple players, general managers, personnel executives, and scouts this week indicate Many within the NFL expect a record number of players to kneel during the anthem starting in week one. I think more white guys will be kneeling as well, one general manager said in a text message. It's a no-win situation for a corporation driven by money, but the league can't quiet its players without appearing hypocritical. Not now. Not after several stars, including Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry, and Teron Matthew collectively ask, how many times do we need to ask you to listen to your players? What will it take for one of us to be murdered by police brutality? Not after Goodell was compelled to acknowledge their powerful video with one of his own. It says, I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country, the commissioner said in the video. Response released Friday evening. 
Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. But what is it that business people care about most? Most about money. And because of the coronavirus pandemic, 2020 is already a wash financially speaking. Although the season is expected to start on time in September, the fiscal ramifications of the COVID-19 outbreak can't be understated, especially when there is a real possibility fans won't be filling up stadiums anytime soon. Using 2018 figures, Forbes recently estimated that the league could lose $5.5 billion of stadium revenue, i.e. 38% of its total revenue. No fans also mean no sales or concession tickets or merchandise, no parking or luxury suite revenue, and no local sponsorship ads. And that loss of business makes the negotiations on the NFL's broadcasting rates all the more important. TV ratings have been on the rise in recent years, a positive sign and a good bit of leverage for a league looking to capitalize on its marketable product before its contracts with networks such as CBS, NBC, Fox, and ESPN are up. Four years ago, kneeling players were deemed bad for business by the NFL, which aimed to straddle the middle on a pregame on pregame protests during the national anthem against police brutality and racial oppression in an effort to appease players while also not upsetting its core base. But Goodell and company will appear hypocritical if they employ that same tactic this time around. The league could wait until week one to see whether the vocal majority of fans who were once enraged by kneeling players have now softened their stance. But if owners still fear pregame protests will result in lower TV ratings and lost revenue, the NFL can handle the situation in one or two ways. Work with player leadership before the season starts to devise plans for larger scale protests and community outreach that take place outside of the plane of the anthem or stop playing the anthem altogether or not have players on the field while it's played. In 2009, it became mandatory for players to be on the field during the anthem after the U.S. Department of Defense paid the NFL two millions, paid the NFL millions to honor members of the military. Consider how different things would have been had Goodell expressed support for Kaepernick's right to protest and understanding of the quarterback's desire to dismantle racist structures within society. Imagine how different things would have been had owners, the billionaires running profitable franchises composed of predominantly black rosters said they understood why players wanted to address police brutality and policy reform. Chicago Bears defensive tackle Akeem Hicks admitted last week that he wanted to kneel in the past, but instead stood during the anthem for fear that my job, my career, my life is over. I will be blackballed. And then to come out on the other end and watch it actually happen to Kaepernick, it just real. It was the reality and hopefully it won't be going forward. Some in NFL circles believe owners are hoping the kneeling debate won't take center stage again as it was the case on Friday. When Trump tweeted that New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees should not have taken back his original stance on honoring our magnificent American flag.
Breeze, however, didn't back down from Trump. Instead, he responded to the president with a post that read, I realize this is not an issue about the American flag. It has never been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people like them from the real issues that face our black communities. But most often conversations with members of the league suggest front office members have seen the light in recent days and won't have the same corporate mindset they did during the height of the Kaepernick controversy. Time will tell, of course. But Trump's latest tweet about the NFL has again put Goodell in the White House's crosshairs. The issues surrounding the deaths of Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery are by no means new. But in some ways, it feels like a tectonic shift has taken place, not only in global awareness of systematic racism, and police brutality, but in the newfound freedom NFL players feel to voice what they believe is right. They are done being afraid, and they're done being pawns without agency. We will not be silenced, stars such as Mahomes, Watson, and Barkley asserted in their poignant, powerful video. We assert our right to peacefully protest. It shouldn't take this long to admit. We will not be silenced. We assert our right to peacefully protest. It shouldn't take this long to admit. We have never been, we have never before witnessed NFL players, coaches, and team execs of all races on this scale speaking out in support of human rights. Never before have we watched Goodell acknowledge on camera. We were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. Future actions will remain much more than words uttered three months before the start of the season. But at the very least, the NFL has a chance to show that it learned a valuable lesson over the past four years. That it can't be on the wrong side of history. Not again. What a powerful, powerful article that was. Speaking of the commissioner, we have audio. It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences, families, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices 
and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. Now, the first thing I want to throw out after hearing that is, can there also be racial equality in the NFL, not just on the playing field, but also in the front office? Now, you heard the commissioner say without black players, there'd be no NFL. But how about seeing some in front office? executive positions owners coaches which it, it shouldn't take a Rooney rule for man is qualified for the job and I'm not going to even say regardless of his skin color but if a man is qualified for a job especially if he's a man of color African American why aren't there some why aren't African-Americans, some of the first ones to get interviews with head coaching positions. It's just my thought.